This is Sick and Wrong, America's number one source for antisocial commentary. Brought to you by the Reach Around Foundation. Good evening. Welcome to Sick and Wrong, the world's source for antisocial commentary. I'm one of your hosts, D. Simon. And I'm your other host, Lance Wackerly. Welcome back there, Wackerly. Thank you. Made it back in one piece. Yeah, all of my fucking balls are frozen still. They're Dude, still I c- thawing. I can imagine. I mean, how, how cold was it in Alaska? I mean, anybody who comes back from Alaska and tells you anything about, like, it's really beautiful and, okay, yeah, it's kind of pretty in some areas, but the first thing you got to say about Alaska is it's fucking cold. Dude, I mean, was it, like, negative 10, negative 20? No, it was, like, negative 40 with Jeez, wind chill. F- who, the, who the fuck would live there fucking other than Eskimos? Yeah. Well, actually, you know what it is? <laughs> It's Eskimos and like ex-cons. Ex-con. Oh, really? Yeah, just because really? you go you up there, up nobody, there? nobody will ever find you there. You know, if if you're trying to run, a, if you do something shitty and you can't live in your town anymore because like everybody knows you and everybody knows you're a fucking asshole that like beat the shit out of your wife or something, you move like to Kotzebue where I was. What's in Kotzebue, the e- Alaska. So Kotzebue is like it's it's on the western side of Alaska, but about four, yeah, well, a couple it's hours like in away the northwest from... quadrant. It's north of the Arctic Circle by probably a hundred miles or something. Now, why were you there? I don't want to get into my job because it's pretty boring, oh, okay. so the details, it... but I was at the hospital. I was working. They have a big hospital there for all the Eskimos, you know, their ailments. So you weren't searching for Eskimo love or clubbing baby seals, as some listeners suggested? No, I did eat some seal, though. <laughs> and did... some whale. Really? How did it taste? Uh, the whale was good. The seal sucked. Dude, I mean, is it like beef jerky? It's just kind of dried meat uh yeah sort of you could put it that way is that what the eskimos eat all the time just sit there chewing seal no well eskimos are just like any other native american in this in this day and age i mean they're totally modernized they have cable tv they eat like junk food but uh they're like really old eskimos so, uh, they still uh, like this they uh, don't live in igloos they don't eat klondike bars i did not they see don't a, hunt the walrus i did not see a single igloo they do hunt a lot they, i you mean they, they do kill the whales right but it's not like their main fucking source of sustenance or anything it just pisses me off when you have this image it's just totally crushed by reality you know they have some people who live up there who they what did they call it they're like yeah that guy lives on a, a sustainability or some shit like that like self fucking they had a word for it where like all that guy eats is like traditional eskimo food but like he's a freak ted nugent everybody else is like riding around in fucking snowmobiles and like you know so wait, driving their trucks around living in their shack eskimo a derogatory term like indian for native american yeah pretty much so if you went up there and i was like hey what's up there eskimos they'd be pissed at me they wouldn't like, be pissed, but they'd get be me like, with their spears. They'd be like, "You're a pale-faced asshole." <laughs> oh, okay. So, what do you call them? Uh, they're either Inuits or Inupax, but like one group doesn't like to be called the other group or some shit. I couldn't keep them straight, so I just didn't say anything about They're it. Tribe folks. Yeah. Well, you, you must have pictures. We should post some on the website. Yeah, I have some funny pictures. We'll put up there. We'll have to do that. You know, uh, one of these, one of our listeners here, Crick, sent in something. He he says, uh, "Sounds." Hey, wait, 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 dude! Aren't you forgetting something? Oh wait, okay. Before we get into this, I was just going to say this listener that had had a question here, but yeah, I forgot about this. We, we need to start off this podcast traditionally with a shot of this Thai whiskey till it's, it's almost gone. half gone. Okay, Lachaim. Cheers. You know it's getting better for me. It's kind of growing on me. <laughs> Dude, now that would keep you warm in in Alaska. Yeah, but so anyway, what I was saying here is this listener Crick. Said, sounds like Wackerly is having a good time. 
I guess. And and I was I read this first and I was like, you know, I don't think this was wackerly, but it could be. I guess in Anchorage, a man brandishing a torch robbed an Alaska bank. Authorities were looking for a man. This is who robbed the bank in Anchorage while swinging a flaming torch fashioned from a burning T-shirt and yard-long metal pole. He threatened to set fire to people, including the teller, and burn down the bank if his demands weren't met. And I was like, well, it kind of sounds like your modus operandi. But I was like, it probably wasn't Wackerly. Did they say what his name was? No, they didn't. They oh, didn't catch, didn't him, catch him. Yeah, no, I was I was only in Anchorage for like a day, and then I was in uh, this, like I said, small town called Kotzebue. And you can't commit a crime in Kotzebue. No, it's the, just the small. whole town is like ten minutes, you know, a ten minute drive from one end to the other, and there's no road out of town, so yeah. you can't get away. Everybody would know who you are, who did it. They'd be like, yeah, it was that guy right there. And I don't know. I don't. I just don't picture you robbing a bank with a torch. No, I would probably use, you know, a gun. I think I would strap on a bomb to my chest, but hey, that's yeah. just me. Well, so, I know you uh, do like to strap things on. Yeah. Thanks, Crick, for uh, sending that in here. And uh, it's, it sounds like you had a good time in Alaska there, Wackerly. We'll have to post some pictures. I know the Iditarod's going on right now. Did you get in on that? We watched the beginning of that. It should be ending here, like, probably before we... Uh... Well, no, like in on Wednesday. Yeah, it's it's the last stretch. Yeah, right. You know, it's that race with all the little uh, the Siberian Huskies or whatever those are. Alaskan Huskies. Alaskan Huskies. Well, an interesting thing happened to me while you were gone. Oh, really? Yeah. Of the many interesting things that happened to me on a daily Never basis. Never ends with you. Yeah, I know. It's just an ongoing saga of drama. But no, this was actually really interesting. It happened in Oakland, and it, it kind of pertains to you because you know this guy too. So on Saturday, I was calling up my buddy uh, Jerry. And uh, we we're going to go out, and he was like, hey, dude, did you read the paper? And I was like, Jerry's been on the podcast, right? <laughs> Jerry was on the paper, or he was on the podcast, like, back. With the ex uh, Yeah, with the ex-prostitute. Uh, and uh, we both used to work together at the East Bay Express, and the guy who's involved in this story that we're about to talk about was our former boss and good friend of ours. I mean, he's just a good guy. Well, as it turned out, he's like, yeah, check the paper. So I did a search online and found out that our former boss and close friend, Fernando, was arrested this past Saturday for the murder of his three-month-old son. Allegedly. Allegedly. He was arrested for the alleged murder of his three-month-old son. And I was just like, seriously, dude, I was reeling. I was totally blown away by this because this dude, I mean, he's a, he's a good guy. I've like, you know, I went to the baby shower for his kid. I've known yeah, I this guy that. for, I know, I've known this guy for years. Yeah, I, I gave him that, uh, that book, the Shel Silverstein book, The Giving Tree. It's what I give to all the kids. But, uh, you know, I went over there, and, and yeah, he's a great guy, family guy, stay-at-home dad. He's been taking, he took care of, I guess he has an older kid that's about, about a year or so. And uh, this newborn, he has a, his newborn's three-month-old, the one that died. And, uh, yeah, I mean, he's just, he's not the type of person that I would have ever pictured to do something like this. And what, what blew my mind is, you know, we, we discuss articles here on uh, Sick and Wrong you know, every show. And right. we're, we're removed. We're always this third party yeah, looking that's, at it. That's where the entertainment comes from. It's because we don't really know these people. We could give a fuck about them. Exactly. And that's that's why we can joke around and, 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 and read a story about them and just be completely removed because it doesn't Make involve jokes. us. But this is like the first time I think I've ever read a story where I'm like, God, this is a friend of mine that did this. So, so you printed out the article. What, what exactly happened? Well... You know, this happened two days ago. He was arrested. And like I said, he allegedly did this. But he says that the kid fell in the bathtub. But, you know, just like always happens, the 
the county coroner has inspected the the tiny fetus and said that you know these injuries the kid has internal injuries and head injuries and like a cracked rib and th- there's no way that could happen from one fall it's in the inconsistent bathroom. with the story that he told but he, he said that uh the kid was unresponsive after a nap he called 911 well he called he says he tried to uh administer cpr himself before calling 911 which now, sort that of could cause internal injuries you're right you know that's a possibility. Pressing on the chest, maybe he wasn't doing it right, you know, this and that. I mean, and you're panicking. So we don't know what son. happened. This is all theoretical right now that this guy even did anything. Yeah. But that's a good point. You should but, uh, you should go to his defense. <laughs> I, you know, I would be a character witness for this guy because he's a friend of mine. But so so anyway, the, the the kid went over to the hospital. He was on life support. I guess he he ended up dying in the hospital. Right. And so After a little while. he They kept him alive for a little while. And so then uh, the uh, police did an autopsy on him, and then they found out that there were severe like uh, head trauma and internal injuries, and then they arrested Fernando, um, Fernando Laughlin here, on a Saturday. And so now he's being held without bail for the uh, murder of his own son. Yeah, his wife apparently was like out at class. She's in like, nursing school or something. Yeah, that's why he's a stay-at-home. He's a stay-at-home father because his wife is uh, pursuing a master's degree in nursing, and so he's been. I think he works from home and uh, takes care of the kids. But I mean, the, the thing that blows my mind about this is that the guy was so good with children, and so like you usually say, like you know these these type of crimes happen because well, we broke it down. There are two reasons why these type of crimes happen. One, the kids just completely screaming, and the husband and wife just can't take it. Right. Or two. For some, you know, crazy religious reason, they end up, like, sacrificing their kid to God or Jesus or yeah, something. Yeah, yeah, like some, you know, like paranoid schizo- schizophrenic has some weird fucking brain function, malfunction, and, you know, they think Jesus tells them to throw their kids in the bay. Yeah, and, and so, no, and, and so that happens. But So, so that's this... definitely not this guy. I never got a crazy vibe from this guy. He's not, I didn't get any vibe that, like, anything like this would ever happen. Dude, he was at my birthday party, like, right. two years ago, my 30-year-old birthday party, when his wife was pregnant with the first child, and no, I mean, he's he's a great, you know, caring, compassionate, you know, father. Allegedly. And, <laughs> allegedly, yeah, but it, it just blows my mind. And so I wonder, like, you know, God, I mean, his family it just must be going through just complete utter hell right now. And I, but what's interesting about this is reading this story, I just can't fathom him doing this. I just can't picture it. Neither I mean, can I. But you know, like you just said, you know, if you have a kid and it's screaming for fucking ten straight hours, you you can just snap. And that's especially why, like, the nannies do this kind of shit all the time because they don't even have, like, any, you know, familial bond yeah, with the kid. Yeah, they're not even related to the so child. So they can maybe only take, like, four hours of But if just you're a nanny, you got to be patient. Well, you know. I mean, they... you have to have patience. Yeah, I guess. But not all of them do, obviously. Dude, this is exactly why I will never breed. Because I know I cannot deal with that. <laughs> I know I couldn't. I could not deal with a baby screaming like that. I, I would lose it. I'd end up, like... I don't think I would like throw him against the wall, but I remember when I had that uh, that cat, that uh, that young yeah. That, you used to try and stomp on your cat a lot, dude. I used to chase him around the apartment trying to stomp on its back. I hated that thing, and that cat would just meow incessantly, just mewling incessantly. And anytime and so, you open the door, it would make a break for it, <laughs> dude. You know, and like I just an let it go. That, that 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 animal sucked, and that's why I'm just saying it's like a baby. God, I wouldn't be able to take it. I seriously, I'd be one of those fathers that just like shook the kid and he died. So you're equating <laughs> your your crappy cat with a, an actual human child. <laughs> I'm just equating that's the type of care I would give the human child. Okay. But Fernando is a totally different person than me. 
I mean, yeah. he is. And and I just could, cannot picture him doing this. But, but what's interesting about it, and we'll probably have to do a follow-up story on this as, you know, as more information comes out and there's follow, you know, as more details emerge. But what's interesting to me about this is it brings up kind of a ethical question here. If you have a friend, a close friend, someone who you've, you know, gone out for drinks with many times, went out and had dinner with, and they committed, allegedly, but let's say, you know, hypothetically speaking, they committed a heinous crime, could you still be friends with them? Depends on the crime. Okay. So let's say murder. First degree murder. First degree premeditated? No. You wouldn't be able to do it? No. What if you agreed with the person, you know, the fact that, okay, I would have killed the person too, I wouldn't have done it, but I can understand. Still first degree? Well, it's first degree murder because he premeditated it, planned it, and killed it. No, no. Like, let's say he had a really, let's say, um, you know, our friend uh, Steve that we had in high school had the worst girlfriend I ever met. And, uh, I mean, she was just a complete and utter twat. All right, now you're bringing specifics into it. <laughs> <laughs> but let's say, so one day... He, I could understand he, that. He couldn't take her, and he just choked the life out of her. Would you still hang out with him? I'd probably help him hide the body. <laughs> if you're talking about that specific person and that specific girl. I don't even want to name the girl, but yeah, I, I contemplated. I had many thought murders right. w- with her. Just uh, God. boot right in the face. <laughs> Dude, I was just thinking screwdriver side of the head. Like, so many times. Okay. Yeah. But anyway, what, what I'm saying here is, let's say you had a friend who committed murder. You you wouldn't be able to hang out. How, how, I mean, you wouldn't go see him in jail, would you? No, I won't visit anybody in jail. That's just my policy. I'll visit, like, my mom, dad, or my brother in jail. That's it. So even if your brother committed murder, you'd still go to jail and go see him? Yeah. Nobody else, though. I mean, if you went to jail for embezzlement, I wouldn't come to visit you in jail. God, you're such a fucker. <laughs> <laughs> Likewise, I, Why, do you do you really want to see me just on the other side of the glass? Hey, how's it going? No, I, I, <laughs> not good. Oh, cool. Well, uh, see you later. What I would, do you care? I would come see you and I would just laugh and laugh and be like, "Hey, dude, I bought you something." The microphones. <laughs> Time to do the podcast. You got to talk about being in prison. So, have you gotten cornholed yet? So, dude, what's the shower like? See, I don't want to see you. You either. joined with the Aryan Nation. <laughs> Yeah, no, I, I, it would be interesting. But no, so so in the uh, list of, of crimes here, how about, let's say you had a friend who molested a kid. No. There's no way. I wouldn't be able to be friends with him either. No. Yeah, I mean, there's just no way. I mean, even if it was like, even if it was like a, a you know, a 16-year-old girl claimed that she was raped, still wouldn't be able to deal with it. I mean, I guess there's a, there's extenuating circumstances. This whole question is a gr- all about gray area and like, you know. Well, it's completely gray you area. A- you can't abs- answer it absolutely. But so let's say. Because there's other weird things. Like if some dude like ripped a bunch of people off, I wouldn't hang out with that guy either. Even though it's totally white collar crime. I would just think like, you know what, dude, you're a fucking dick. Yeah, but what if he was like, let's say uh, uh, P. Diddy or P. Diddy, uh, P-Town. P-Town, our good friend P-Town, who's yeah. been on the podcast before. Let's say, you know, he got involved in a scam, ripped off some people for like $20,000. I'd be you're like, s- dude, you're kind of a piece of shit. Yeah, but I mean... with That, that just would- pisses me off. Like like credit card fraud or something. It's like, you know what? You're fucked. It's a dick move. Yeah. You're an asshole. Right. You have no morals. Yeah. And what so- if he like beat up a leprechaun? Would you hang out with him then? Yeah, I probably would. I'd okay. Do- I- just... <laughs> Theoretically. Yeah, no, okay. But what I'm saying, let's say uh, someone got in a fight and assaulted someone, you know, at a bar. 
Would you still be able to hang out with him then, even yeah, though he got five years? Because I'd be like, yeah, you know, you thought the guy was being a dick and you were drunk. I, I could see myself doing that. That's really what it is. Let's say he, if I could see myself doing it, I could probably be friends with the guy still. Or well, girl. let's say it was domestic abuse. He beat up his wife. I'd have a hard time with that. See, I would have a really hard time with that. I'd have a hard time with murder premeditated. If it was right. like a friend of mine was driving drunk, mowed down a family... I would still probably end up hanging out with yeah, him. Yeah, I'd be like, dude, that's why you don't f- drive drunk, you fucking idiot. But I'd but still be friends with the guy. I don't think I'd go visit him in prison, but no, I, I mean afterwards. But, but you know, it, it brings up an, an interesting scenario here that happened here in the, in the Bay Area. So when I used to do the radio show, we used to always hear about this band called uh, Fang. And Fang was kind of a big Bay Area punk rock band in the 80s. Right. They did Led that by song. Sammy Fang. Yeah. Sammy Fang was lead singer. They did a song called The Money Will Roll Right In. Uh, yeah, that's a good song. Yeah. Nirvana even covered it. I still like the band. I used to play them all the time. If you don't know about the band, go Google search Fang. But anyway, Sammy Fang went to prison, went to Chino, which is like a, you know, a maximum, it's like a maximum it's security a prison. It's a butt-raising prison. You're yeah. going to get your ass raped if you go there. He went to Chino for murdering his girlfriend. And I guess it was second-degree murder. I don't think, it, it wasn't first-degree murder. But his girlfriend was like a, a very popular member of the scene, the punk rock scene here. He was pretty big in the scene because he was in Fang. Was this like the 90s, early 90s when all this happened? This happened in the early 90s. Okay. I think it was like late 80s. Um, it's been late 80s, early 90s. So punk was pretty big back then it was pretty big especially in the bay area right and i guess what i've heard and this is all hearsay they were both taking acid and i don't know he ended up strangling her <laughs> he freaked out ended up strangling her that's why i don't do acid anymore. yeah <laughs> especially with your girlfriend yeah but i i don't know i think he like freaked out ended up strangling her she died he went to prison and he was in prison for i think he was in, he was in there for like good 14 years a long time like all throughout the 90s and he was just recently let out like probably a few years ago, maybe like 2004. And so he came back to the Bay Area, and it was just weird. I mean, he like, you know, his friends had divided loyalties. You interviewed him after he came back. Yeah, I remember when uh, on the uh, metal show I used to do, Rampage Radio at KUSF, I had uh, Sammy Fang on with his new band. It's called, I think they're called the Resistoleros or something like that. Sounds familiar. And uh, he came on, and I was interviewing about his new, his, uh, new band, and then I kind of brought up that whole thing of, so you've been gone for about 14 years, you know, um, where you been? And so at first he was kind of reluctant to talk about it, but then he kind of opened up and started talking about, you know, being in prison. He didn't exactly admit to what he did, and he wouldn't talk about the crime that he, w- that he went away for. Yeah, that's how I was actually there. That's how I remember But he did go into detail about what life was like in prison and uh, coming out of it. It sucks. That's what it's like. Yeah. No, <laughs> that's basically I mean, what he said. <laughs> yeah. No, and basically, he was just like, what do you want to hear, dude? It sucked. But so, uh, but what was interesting about it is just like, it was weird because people were like, you know, that guy's a dick. He murdered this girl. I'm never going to hang out with him again. Whereas other people were like, well, he was a friend of mine beforehand. I'm still friends with him now. People actually that came in with him to the radio show thought I was a dick for even asking him about that. Which is kind of fucked because it's like the big, huge elephant in the room. What, are you going to not say anything about everyone, it? I mean, everyone wanted to know. I mean, So, was, how's the new band going? the main reason I even had the guy on. Right. But it, it was weird. So, in that scenario, would you hang out with a guy if you were friends with him beforehand? Probably not. Just because he he murdered her. I well, mean, you know, was I friends with the girl? Even if even if I wasn't friends with the girl, it's still it's just like, dude, you were high and you killed your girlfriend. What the fuck? <laughs> yeah, I know, dude. And, you know, I would be worried. It's like 
Yeah, I don't think I want to smoke a joint with you, you yeah, fucking or psycho. Or get too drunk or do anything. <laughs> I don't really want to be around you at all. Especially after he's been in prison for 14 years. Yeah, you don't know what's going to happen. Yeah, you never know. But but the thing is with this, I'm kind of conflicted. I personally, my personal feeling, my gut feeling, I don't think he did it. Well, I don't things. think he murdered the kid There's the CPR, There's the CPR that you brought up, which could very well be why this happened. He could just been, you know, panicking, out. frantic. And doing CPR on an infant is like a whole other thing than do even doing CPR on a normal person where you can crack a normal person's ribs. Yeah, definitely. And that's what, that's what I see. I mean, you know, he could have been picked up the kid. The kid fell out of the bathtub, hit its head. And, you know, their heads are like sponges, aren't they? Aren't they like right. soft, like the bones yeah. aren't formed? Right. Then, uh, you know, he a couple hours later, he did CPR. And uh, the kid, you know, stopped breathing. Or when he picked up the kid, it slipped out of his hands again or something like that. But the other thing I think this guy has going for him is these stories are always sensationalized. The story is always going to come out that, wow, he did it. This is why he's guilty. But they're never going to say, well, it kind of looked like he did it, but he probably didn't. You know, they always sensationalize it. I don't know. It'll be interesting, and uh, we'll have to do a follow-up. But uh, but what from this point on right right here, I can say, honestly, I would still hang out with him. Because I don't think he did it. But right. it remains to be seen. We'll have to do a follow-up story. Okay. All right. So um, this is uh, episode 61 here of uh, Sick and Wrong. And last week we did a special episode where I invited our guest in, uh, Big Jeff, good friend of ours, came in. And it was a pretty good show. Yeah. We had, we had a lot of people requesting a picture because they're like, the guy sounded like he was a big, huge monster. Yeah, I think Jeff, Big Jeff's... Uh huge ferocity came across in his voice quite well the guy is huge though i mean yeah he's massive he's it's funny because i I, you know he's the type of guy you go out you get drunk with you start getting a little violent you know you start getting into like you know I'll, i'll i'll punch him he'll punch me and i'll fly back and hit like you know knock over six garbage cans and still have like a huge bruise on my shoulder i will say though that it's fun to go to the bar with jeff because you can be the biggest drunkest asshole in the bar and and nobody can fuck with you Dude, you can say shit with impunity because then great. you just like run down and like you, you like hang onto his kneecap and nobody <laughs> will fuck with you <laughs> no it's great i've done that so many times when you just go to the bar and just be like yeah your girlfriend's fat and ugly okay dude what are you gonna do and then you go hide behind big jeff when yeah. the guy's about to stomp you yeah, yeah, it's great. yeah that's why i like Good that fun. guy that's why i like that guy but yeah it was a great podcast it was a special episode there were really no stories but like thank everyone for uh, writing in about that but um we didn't get to wrap up episode 59 which is the episode we did um prior to 60 and uh before you went to alaska so quick recap on that one i did a story about teen sport killing you did a story about susan polk crazy lady who killed her husband right <clears throat> listeners send in a story here about an exorcism gone awry and uh you know i must admit wackily yeah beat my winning streak you stopped awesome. me you won uh podcast 59 yeah, I noticed somebody complained in the email about that I dug up an old story, but that was my whole point was that we had to wait till all the facts came in, which just happened. It just that happened. It was a new story, so it was still relevant. I mean, it still fit within the criteria. Yes, I rest my case uh, of the of you know of the show's rules here. But yeah, you won with about eighty-two votes. I came in with about fifty-nine, and a listener had a, a paltry twenty-two. Still decent. But, but you know what, though? I almost think you should share the victory here with um, the guy who sent in the story about the Russian dude's head in the beer. 
Yeah, how? Why did we didn't? That wasn't the actual listener submission because it happened a long time it ago. It happened a long time ago. Dude sent it in. We did it at the uh, end of the show because it was a listener email. But it was a great story about this yeah. dude's decapitated head and the beer. That guy should get a, a sick and wrong care package. We have to send him a sick and wrong care package, t-shirts, some stickers. Um, Sergi, thanks for sending in that story. And uh, yeah, I'll consider you a winner too for episode fifty-nine. But yeah, Wackerly, uh, you definitely took the show that time. So um. Here for uh, episode 60, I believe uh, I started last time, so I think you should kick off the show here. Uh, I have a short story, uh, and it's from Italy. Have we ever done an Italian story before? An Italian story? Yeah, I don't think we've ever done an Italian story. This comes from Milan, Italy. Uh, a teacher in Milan, age 22, was being investigated for suspected voluntary harm of a seven-year-old boy. Um, the child's parents' lawyer, uh, Porciani, something like pig, I don't know, told the Associated Press by telephone from Milan that the teacher has been sus- suspended from the school while the in- incident is investigated. And she actually wasn't the real teacher. She was like a teaching assistant. So there was a real teacher there. Um, the mother has said in TV interviews that her son is exhibiting a fear of knives in the kitchen. Fear of knives in the kitchen. How old's her son? Seven years old. Seven. Okay. He's not eating. He's not sleeping. He doesn't want to go to school. He cries a lot because of the pain, this lawyer said. Italian news reports said the teacher, who was assisting the main instructor, repeatedly asked this child uh, to be quiet and to like sit down in his chair. Um, when all of a sudden the co- her the actual teacher left the room to go, you know, do smoke in the teacher's lounge or something, I have no idea. Whatever Italian teachers do. Yeah. Um. So I can kind of feel for this teacher. You know, I've like been around little kids that just won't shut up and sit down, and you just drives you nuts, right? Uh dude, you don't even want to know what I do to him. She took it a little too far, though. Um, when the boy continued to talk and move about the classroom, the teacher allegedly told the child that she would take scissors to his tongue. Then told him to stick out his tongue when he refused to quiet down. Whoa. Now, I have a problem with this. Jesus. On on many levels. First of all, because the teacher's a psychopath. But isn't this weird? You can't convince the kid to shut up and sit down, but when you ask him to stick his tongue out in between a pair of scissors, he, he voluntarily maybe, does maybe it. He sticks his tongue out? Yeah, I don't even understand that. Maybe, maybe you th- should use the method that you convinced him to do that to tell him to just to sit down and shut the fuck up. But, uh, so maybe this is just this fucking... I mean, some kids are just fucking dumb. Well, he's scared of knives, though. I mean, uh, the kid is probably scared shitless. I guess, but that's why you wouldn't stick your tongue out. I mean, some seven-year-olds just can't be helped. That's all I'm saying. This kid is culpable. That's all I'm saying. Yeah. Um, so obviously, uh, the teacher did cut his tongue with the scissors. I don't think she cut it off. She, they don't mention that. She but sliced the kid's tongue. She sliced the kid's tongue. Did that, that would never happen in this country. Well, you never, never say never. You know, actually, <laughs> I, I take that back. I rescind that comment. It so, probably would happen in this country. So the seven-year-old. It'd probably is, be the kid's dick. The seven-year-old is the stupidest kid of the week. I'm going to give him that award. And then the uh, this assistant teacher is the stupidest fucking 22-year-old of the week because here's her comment, you know, in her defense. According to the, te- uh, according to the lawyer, the teacher, who is not identified, I don't know why they're not identifier, identifying her, said she didn't mean to cut the tongue. Just just don't even go. Don't even threaten that. How can you even use that as a defense? You had scissors. You had the kid's tongue in between there. I mean, they act enough. Yeah, so obviously she's been suspended and uh, 
Newspaper said the teacher claimed she was only joking by talking about using the scissors. Joking. Yeah. So, a so joke what, what happened to the kid? He's got his tongue half sliced off, you know? <laughs> he talked like this. I hate schooner. <laughs> so, so as a parent, what would you do? Sue the shit out of the school for like a billion dollars? Yeah, no, I, I'd probably do the same thing too. Yeah. Be like, I'll buy you a new tongue, kid. The kid's going to have Xbox 360s and Wii's and PlayStation 3s for life. He's set. Yeah, it's almost worth it. But he talks like a dumbass. <laughs> now he has a speech impediment. So the kid's scared of knives, and now he's got a speech impediment. Yeah. I don't know, man. But I... he sounded like a little bastard to begin with, so maybe he's slight. I'm not going to say he deserved it, but... But is it going to be kind of hard? I understand. Is it going to be kind of hard for him to get laid, though? I mean, Italy has all those beautiful ladies, and now this kid's got the speech impediment. Well, he should just invest all these winnings he gets. <laughs> winnings? What do you call them? <laughs> Settlement? <laughs> Yeah, winnings. <laughs> so uh, on the sick and wrong scale, I mean, a teacher cut this kid's tongue off. That's that's original. I kind of have a unnatural fear of scissors for some reason. Just like, you know, shit getting cut off or, you know, being Even near when my kid? balls. Well, yeah, dude, you no, more you... now than when I was a kid. Now, just like, you know, it just takes a little snip and parts can go flying off your body. So you yeah, I'm going to give it, I'm to give it your an pubes? 8.8. I do, but I'm very nervous when I do it. <laughs> dude, I, I, you know, it doesn't bother me. I've, I've cut the sack a couple times. See, but dude? You're making I, me fight. You're I've killing me over here. I've cut the sack a couple times. I'm going to fucking nothing, puke. Nothing serious. Puke. <laughs> all right, all right. Jesus, phobias. So so what are you giving this? I'm going to give it an 8.9 because the scissors thing freaks me out. Okay, the kid didn't die. He didn't suffer, you know, I guess he needlessly suffered, but he didn't suffer to the point where it's like he's going to have trauma from this. Yeah, he did. <laughs> I, I don't, don't think there's going to be trauma. I, I think he's once he gets his Xbox 360, well, his right. Wii, and everything else, he's going to be like, you know, I think he's going to forget about it and he's going to move on. Baby Ruth. <laughs> yes, I, I'm, I'm going to give this an 8.2. Okay, I'll buy it. 8. I'll live 2. with that. I'll live with that. I mean, just for, I'm going to give it to for originality. I mean, she, she cut his tongue off. If it would have been his dick. That would have been, that would have been, yeah, I would almost give that a 9.8. I should have just lied. (laughs) All right, well, let's see what I have here for, um, for uh, episode 60 of Sick and Wrong. Yeah, let's hear it. I think, uh, my story's gonna kill that one, but, um, that might just be me. So uh, you might have heard of this murder. It's kind of uh, received widespread attention in recent weeks. Um, this actually just happened the past couple weeks ago. So Colorado teens held after mother found dead. Teens, plural? Teens, plural. So this happened in Lafayette, Colorado. For nearly a month after she was stabbed to death, Linda Dam's body lay in the trunk of her car inside her garage while her 15-year-old daughter and friends used her debit card to do, quote-unquote, teenage stuff. Hmm. So it sounds like uh, these kids killed their mother. This girl killed her mother and uh, took her debit card and just had a party for about a month. Nice. Non-stop party, doing teenage stuff. You know, like going on MySpace and reading Cosmo Girl. 
She probably should have brought Going some dry ice. I, I assume she didn't buy dry ice and packed it in the trunk with her mom. You know, I, you know, at this point, dude, I really have no idea what teenage stuff is anymore. I don't remember. And listening to shitty emo bands, I, you know, I don't even know. I want to say, like, getting and giving blowjobs, but I know I didn't get any blowjobs when I was a teen. That's just my yeah, fantasy my, of what being a teen is. Yeah, I don't even know. This, this girl probably was giving many blowjobs. And judging by her picture, she looks like total white trash. So uh, three teens tried but failed. To get rid of the body, investigators allege, once turning back because they got stuck in the mud of a nearby landfill and later retrieving the body from a grave they had just dug at the edge of a cemetery, fearing it was too shallow. So they tried to get rid of this body three times and failed. They're kids. That'd be you a know? good topic. What is the best way to get your well? Body? That, that's kind of what I was getting to, and that, that's kind of why I think sometimes sick and wrong has like an educational slant to it. Yeah. So towards the end of this article, I think we should discuss the best ways to dispose of a corpse. All right, I'll start thinking. While start you're thinking. So uh, the kids were planning to drive north to Wyoming for a third attempt to get rid of the body when an anonymous tip led police to the mother's body on February 28th in her modest house in Lafayette, which is about a. Um, 20 miles northeast of Denver. So now, Linda Dam's daughter, Tess Dam, and Tess's live-in boyfriend, Brian Grove, are being held without bail. Grove on charges of murder, conspiracy, and evidence tampering, and Tess on charges of conspiracy, accessory, and evidence tampering. Both Wait, are being... this teen's boyfriend lived in their house? Yeah. What it's... the fuck? Dude, it's, it's the common white trash dilemma. It's like you have an uncontrollable daughter... She's, you're obviously just letting her go have sex with anyone she wants, and she lets her piece of trash boyfriend move into your house. There's nothing you could say about it. With the bald eagle of mullets? Yeah. No, actually, this guy um, is ethnic, some kind of ethnic. He looks Indian. I don't even know what he is. You'll have to, look, we'll have to post the pictures of these two. Cause, uh, Feather Indian or dot Indian? Dot Indian. Oh. Yeah, not, not casino Indian. <laughs> not, he's more slurpy Indian. I think I stole that from From the Ville. <laughs> Sorry. But um, so court records, family members, and neighbors, and internet postings paint a picture of a tempestuous relationship between the troubled daughter and her 52-year-old mother. There's definitely tough love in that household. Not enough. <laughs> Linda Dam's brother and two sisters issued a written statement saying she had struggled with alcoholism for years. The mother was an alcoholic. She led to a downward spiral in her abilities to care for herself and her daughter, which I think led to uh, the live-in boyfriend at the home. Uh, in other postings in uh, November and January, someone identifying herself as Tess Dam said her life was falling apart and deteriorating. This is the uh, child. Uh, she said that her mother was an angry, raging, functional alcoholic who had lost her job and occasionally became violent. You know, I, when they say online postings, don't you just assume she'd probably put this in her MySpace blog? Yeah. You know, it, it's just like, I don't understand Facebook. that. I don't understand that. So with these teens, if you want to get caught for a murder, post, post your, you know, your... Whatever. Post your anger, your rants on MySpace. You're going to get caught. Because, if you want to get caught. Yeah. If and if you, you want to entertain everybody else after you're caught. But if you don't want to get caught, don't write the crime down. Write it in a fucking journal. Write right. it in your diary. Hide it under your mattress. Yeah. So the boyfriend here, Grove, told police that he and Tess had spoken on February 3rd about how much they hated Linda, the mother. Uh, Grove asked Tess. But that's she, normal, right? I mean, yeah, dude, teenage <laughs> angst. Yeah. You I know. talked about how much I hated my parents when I was fucking 14 or whatever. But this isn't normal. Grove asked Tess if she wanted him to take care of Linda for her. 
And she said yes, according to Grove's arrest affidavit. Hmm. So now it seems like they're put, pitch, pitting their testimonies against each other. Yeah. Spanish so, um, prisoner or whatever. Tess told investigators she replied okay, whatever, because she didn't think he was seriously threatening her mother. So on the uh, early on February 4th, Grove went by himself to Linda Dam's home, got into an argument with her. Police said Grove, the boyfriend here, told them he became enraged when Linda Dam, the mother, said she wished Tess hadn't been born so Grove wouldn't be living with the mother and daughter. She also blamed him for causing problems in the household. He should have just cornholed her. But this isn't even her child. Wouldn't you be pissed? That's why you can cornhole her. I wouldn't be incest. Well, she's probably just wasted. What? I thought you said you wanted me to take care of your mom. (laughs) I'm taking care of her right now. (laughs) She's probably just wasted. I'm surprised she didn't try to hook it up with him. So uh, Grove told investigators he choked Linda Dam until she was unconscious, then stabbed her in the neck and mouth until she stopped breathing. And now one of the stories I I read, he stabbed her so many times in the throat that he lost the handle of the blade in In her throat. just the carnage? Yeah, in her throat. So then he went and got a larger knife and started stabbing her again in the chest and face Hmm. until eventually she stopped breathing. The affidavit said he then called a friend who helped him wrap up the body in sheets and move it to the trunk of a car in the garage. So There's this... another thing I won't do. <laughs> you know, this, this I is wouldn't like... be friends with you if you stabbed your girlfriend's mom, and I'm not going to come help you fucking take care of your mess. See, Wackerly, I always wanted a barometer of how strong our friendship was. Not very. You know? <laughs> and apparently, you don't, really, you, know, you don't really support me. Call me before you murder her, and I'll come over and we'll rape her. <laughs> it won't be a rape. I mean, she'll enjoy it. To you, like, teenage young but I studs. But I can't count on you for helping me dispose of the corpse? No. All right, that's good to know. I want no part of it. Mental note. Don't even try to call Wackerly to help dispose of the corpse. So he said that um, they wrapped up the body, moved to the trunk of the car in the garage. Another story I read here said he also tried to dismember her beforehand, like cut her up into pieces. He got a hacksaw, and he couldn't hack through her thigh. Pussy. Like, he tried and tried, he just could not cut through the thigh. And I think this le- this leads me to believe a lot of people underestimate how difficult it is to dispose of a corpse. Well, can you- I start talking about my idea now? Well, yeah, this is, I was going to bring it up right here. You know, people think, okay, well, I see CSI, I watch all these shows on television, X-Files, whatnot, and yeah, okay, you take a corpse, you cut them up, you, you know, disperse the body parts all over. Dude, you need like a chainsaw no, to dude. cut up a corpse. No, you don't. You do too. Okay, what would you do? Soak it in electric turkey carver. (laughs) Dude, electric turkey carver would not cut through a bone. Yeah, it will. Dude, what kind of turkey carver are you using? It won't work very well after you're done, but I think it'll do the job. You got to go through the joints, man. You don't go right through the middle of the bone. You go through like the cartilage in between the knee. Well, what about like okay? What about the torso? You just snap snap the hip bones off. Uh, you don't just see. You're saying that because you've never done it. I think. Oh, what, like you have? No, I never have either. But I, I'm not trying to underestimate how difficult it would be. This isn't a simple procedure. Like you, you'd need like a heavy duty saw. I really think you'd need a real saw, not just something that you're sitting there going to build a birdhouse but with. But you also don't want something that's going to make a lot of noise. If you fire up a chainsaw Dude, in your little tiny shitty in apartment. In the basement? No, they're in like a home in Lafayette, Colorado. Still, the neighbors are going to hear that and be like, "What the? who's cutting down a goddamn tree? Yeah, I, I, guess, I guess you could see that. You know what I would do is I would soften the body first by putting like, what is it, lye? Is that that stuff? I'd go get lye. I think that just takes care of the smell. Okay, so but okay, then you soak it in lime. 
Is that what it is? Maybe there, lime there's is a chemical. The, I don't know. L- lime or lye is a chemical. Just any type of like heavy, you know, chemical. Some solvent. kind of solvent that would just kind of make the bodies, you know, sort of. Um, yeah, disintegrate. But what are you, are you gonna? Is is it in the tub? You sound like you're making a bigger mess for yourself. No, dude, you have to I would clean I'd go in the bathtub. I would soak the body in that, and then I would chop up the pieces. And then you know what I'd do? And this is what you got to do. You got to burn them. Where? You whatever. Go get a barrel in the country and burn the body parts. Hmm. And then it's just dust, and then you disperse it. Done. Done deal. You don't have to go. You don't have to go to a graveyard and bury the bury the. Well, body. here's another idea, and I this was in some book or some movie. I, I didn't come up with it myself, and I don't remember where I heard it. But uh, here's what you do: you go out to the woods. You don't have to cut the body up. You dig a deep asshole, throw the body in there. The problem with this plan is you also have to, also have to kill a dog. <laughs> <laughs> Why would you have to kill a dog? Because then you put you bury the body halfway in the hole. Then you put a, the dog's dead body on top, so when they take the bloodhounds out to scour the forest, they find you know the dogs find a grave and they dig down. And they say, "Oh, well, it's just a, somebody buried their dog here," and they don't dig any. But deeper. you don't think you'd see the uh, the soil being you know disrupted? And, yeah, you know, but but the, but the cops find the dead dog and they say, "Oh, well, somebody buried their dog oh, here." So you and give they them a on. red herring. It's a red herring. That's a good. That's a good idea. There, that is a good idea. It always seems like though, whenever you bury a body in the woods, someone finds it. Yeah. An animal digs it up well, or something. You know, teens are lazy. They dig like a two foot hole. You got to really get down there. With, See, like, I'm a talking cremation, digger. man. Cremation. I still think you're gonna have a far- hard time finding some place to burn an entire body. I wonder how long it takes to burn a body. You a need long a li- time. You need a lot of lighter fluid. <laughs> but so, so these teens, these idiots here, ended up instead. So they took the body, put it in a car. They went to um, a nearby landfill to throw the body over there. Got stuck in the mud, freaked out, ended up going to get, get spooked because there was a cop drove by. Ended up going back, taking the body back. Then they took the body to a grave, and they I don't know why they would take it to a cemetery. But yeah. anyways, they dug Stupid. a grave at the cemetery, and they feared it was too shallow because you could see a hump over there. So the next day, they went back, dug up the body again, hmm. put it back in the car, and yeah. just left the body in the garage for a month. So lazy. I, I imagine it must not smell that good. That's the problem with kids today, laziness. Yeah. It's teen just stuff. they sit on MySpace and do their teen stuff. So for the next several weeks, Tess and uh, Grove, the boyfriend, lived in the mother's home, used her debit card. Neighbors said they heard loud music from the house, saw cigarette butts accumulating on the formerly neat lawn, and saw Grove, this is my favorite part of the article here, car surfing on top of a car while Tess drove. So, um... Yeah, they definitely weren't trying to be incognito here. They weren't laying low. They're just like, you know what? Let's just have a party. And, you know, I wonder if the if this was the car with the mother in the trunk. <laughs> probably. It probably was, because how many cars did they really have? I don't think have? it was a multi-car family. Yeah, I don't know. So, yeah, they were doing teenage stuff. So, in the end here, they're both being held on... Uh, they, they had two aborted de- attempts to uh, dump the body, and they're both being held without bail on a number of charges. So on the sick and wrong scale, these kids are idiots. You know? I, I They do get idiocy points. Well it's a heinous crime, you gotta admit. I mean they chomped up the mother, attempted to dismember her, tried burying her her you know, disposing of the corpse several times, stabbed two her times. to death. Two Not times. Several. Two times. They should have tried at least four times. <laughs> these kids are lazy. Yeah. You know, I'm gonna have to give this a nine point two. Uh give it a nine. I mean, there there was murder here. There was murder. Even though it sounded like the mom was a bitch. The real focus of the story is they kept it around for so long, which has happened. And they had before. a party. Yeah. 
You know, I don't know. Cars, the car surfing involved. Yeah. Well, let's hear what the listeners submitted. Well, we'll have to see what, uh, yeah, what the listeners say about that article. So, um, moving on here, the, we we definitely got um, many listener submissions this week. It's and two a, weeks. Yeah, by. two weeks. A lot, I'd like to thank everyone for sending it in. I was going through all these articles, and it was difficult to pick the one that we we're going to use. Yeah, it was. I found this story. I almost used it for myself. So I was like, you know what? We should just do this one. Um, this guy uh, sent it in. It's a pretty good one. His name's Marty. He's from Australia. He's an Australian listener. He says he's never nominated a story before. But this um, is a second story as many as, is in as many days. So uh, he nominated two in a week. Uh, the sickness is strong in me this week. That's good to hear. Yeah. I hope all people have a strong sickness. Welcome to the club. So um, it starts off here, the headline here. Now you stab mommy, husband tells toddler. A man has been arrested in Bridgeport, Connecticut for allegedly stabbing his wife several times and giving the knife to his two-year-old son and telling him to stab the woman. Fermin Rodriguez, 20 year, 21 years old, attacked his 17-year-old wife on Sunday night. 17-year-old wife? Yeah, he's Come 21. On. She's 17. Ah, oh, Jesus. He attacked her. And they have her. a kid? Yeah. And nice. they have a two-year-old kid. So she had the kid when she was 15. Nice. I don't know, man. Um, after accusing her of cheating on him, and uh, after slashing and stabbing the woman multiple times, Rodriguez then handed the knife to his son, telling him, now you stab mommy. That's trying to what, pass on the skill. It's a father-son bonding moment or something. Police would not say whether the boy complied with his father's directive. You know what I find interesting about this? So the dad's killing the mom right in front of the two-year-old boy. Yeah. Dude, this kid's going to grow up to be the Night Stalker. This is young Richard Ramirez right here. Hopefully There's they can no just, way to get that image out of your brain. Well, hopefully they There's can no just, way to expunge that. They can just brainwash him to forget about it, right? And he'll come back later on as a repressed memory, and yeah, maybe you're right. He can repress that all he wants, but <laughs> this kid's going to be a psycho. I guarantee. So please would not say whether the boy complied with his father's directive, which leads me to believe. So there's a good chance that the kid picked up the knife and was like, sweet, stab mommy. <laughs> you know, it's, as if it's some kind of game. I do like daddy do. <laughs> See? I don't know. So Rodriguez was charged with first-degree assault, first-degree reckless endangerment, first-degree unlawful restraint, and threatening. He didn't actually kill her. She didn't die. Oh, she lived. Yeah. Well, good for the kid for not stabbing her. She'd probably have a hard time getting over that. The wife, Keisha Rodriguez, was taken to a hospital for treatment of stab wounds to her chest, face, arms, and legs. Uh, Fermin Rodriguez, the uh, husband here, was being held on a $350,000 bail. Not very high. Not for doing what he tried to do. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe because she didn't die, I guess. I don't know. So on the sick and wrong scale, okay, the guy stabbed his wife. Nothing too original over there. I mean, yeah, it's pretty severe. He stabbed his wife, but not too original. I'm not too impressed. The fact that he tried to cajole the two-year-old into stabbing his mother, that gives it some points. That gives it quite a few points. That gives it quite a few points. Didn't kill her. I don't so care. I'm giving it a nine. I'm giving it a nine point five. You're thinking this beat my article. I think it beat both of our articles, but I don't want to sway the audience or anything. But uh, I don't know. Now you stab mommy. Come on. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's I, the yeah. only story we've ever heard that has that line in it. I've, that it quote. It's a great line. It, it's you know we should almost use that in sick and wrong, like in a bumper or something. Now you stab mommy. Maybe yeah. And, you know it sounds like it could be an emo song. Now you stab mommy and like a little techno thing going in the background. I'm feeling it, yeah. I could see that. Well, we invite the listening audience to decide who won uh, Sick and Wrong episode 61 here. 
Sickandwrongpodcast.com. Use our voting system. It's just, it's so efficient. It's amazing. It really is. Sick and Wrong is now on sickradio.com. All right, well, we got to wrap up the show. We're about running out of time here. We received a lot of uh, emails. I'm not going to be able to get to them all. I was just going to mention a couple things. I wanted to say thank you for some people for sending in some um, some good tidbits. This guy, Evil Ken, said, uh, here's a book I think uh, you you guys will find interesting. show is still great. Well done for keeping it up for so long. Uh, the book that he sent us is a link to a book called A Hand in the Bush, The Fine Art of Vaginal Fisting. Uh, thank you, Evil Ken, for sending that to us. I've seen that book before. Have you, have you, do you own that book? I don't own it, but I've seen it. I, I'm surprised you don't own it. Because I'm know, so man. into vaginal fisting. <laughs> yeah. Well, at least you're not into anal fisting. Who says I'm not? Okay. But uh, thank you, Evil Ken, for sending that in. Um, I'd also like to thank Matt Matt over here, um, who sent us a number of, uh, number of uh, emails. But he also sent us like a pictorial of the pictures that got Miss Nevada dethroned. Did you see those? I saw those also. Yeah, it was great. Some good fake titties. It's hard to get uh, pornographic pictures by me that I have not already seen. I, know, <laughs> I, I, say. I had seen those before, but we should almost maybe put them up on the site. There's some great fake titties. Yeah, she got some good titties. Yeah, maybe we will. Fake titties. And finally here, I'd like to thank Mark for sending in an interesting thought experiment. You know, we've done a number of thought experiments here on uh, Sick and Wrong. I'd like to say that that's a signature of our show, are the thought, the great thought experiments we do. No, I think that's why people are so, you know, into listening to our show. I think that's why we have such a devoted fan base. It's like a sociological we make research. Them think. Yeah. Exactly. We give them pause. But uh, so Mark here sent in this... Um, Interesting thought experiment. He says, hey, boys, my bandmates and I had a discussion tonight that I thought you'd find an interesting follow-up to your previous thought experiment. Let's say you were a janitor in a hotel, and you just happened to stumble upon a body on a bed. It's Anna Nicole Smith. She just died five minutes ago. In parentheses, she's still warm. And you knew for a fact that you had at least a half an hour or so before anyone else might discover the two of you. So as they say in the vernacular, would you hit it? It's an interesting thought experiment. Would you hit it, Wackily? Well, this thought experiment, I think, has many levels to it. Uh, the first one being, would you, hit, would you hit it when she was still alive? <laughs> of course. You wouldn't hit that? <clears throat> well, and Nicole's, I would wrap it up. And Nicole, yeah, definitely. Anna Nicole's weight has fluctuated quite a bit over the past couple years, um, but she's okay. skinny Anna Nicole. Yeah, I right guess now, when, right? when she was on, when she was well, now I think she's a decomposing corpse because oh, I don't yeah. even know if they buried her yet. But, <laughs> well, they, they buried her, and then they, they dug her back her? up. <laughs> okay, they exhumed the corpse. So now, now I definitely would not hit it. Too ripe. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> a little too ripe. But um, no, like I'm okay. Let's just say, hypothetically speaking, it's thought experiment. It's the Playboy years. Hmm. I've never considered myself a necrophiliac. It doesn't really she's turn still me warm. on. She's not responsive, though. No, she's not responsive. I don't think she'd give you a, one hell of a hand job. You know, to be, per I mean, I'm not, I could go, I could try and be funny and say, yeah, and explain how I'd flip her around and blah, blah, blah. But I'm going to have to be truthful and say I probably wouldn't hit it, but I would grab some titty. 
I would just for you know memories. I would grab some titty, but I'd be nervous about leaving like some sperm in there or something. A pube, a pube, or something that they would find and be like, okay, her corpse was tampered with, and it was the janitor because they always pick the janitor. Yeah. Do you you think the carpet matches the curtains on that? No, I don't think. So the pube might not be found. (laughs) Yeah, it might not be. But yeah, I would be. I, I would definitely have to be. Very precise if I did hit it, but I, I wouldn't do it. I can honestly say I wouldn't do it. But let's just say it's Naomi Watts, Wackerly. Oh, <laughs> that's a tough one. <laughs> it's Naomi Watts. She's warm, just died. So Australian and hot. She's pregnant right now, though. That might give me, that might make me reconsider. Yeah, I don't know, man. You might get a, the baby's probably still living. I know. I might grab on. Yeah, you might get a hand job. <laughs> Pre baby? Pre-baby. Naomi Watts in King Kong. She doesn't really have any tits to grab, so you only have one alternative. I don't know, dude. She'd be willing. <sighs> I'd jerk off on her. <laughs> <laughs> then they'd find the sperm. You go I'd to wipe jail. it up. Okay, well, eh, that might work. I don't know. I mean, we could go on for hours. There's so many different We girls. really could. We could. But, you know, my answer would be no. And it sounds like uh, Wackerly says no. And uh, Mark here said my answer was no. But I bet you it was after much consideration. Yeah, as we just went through. As we just went through. But I'd like to thank Mark for sending in that uh, thought experiment. And yeah, people, you're more than welcome to uh, email SingWrongPodcast at Hotmail.com and let us know, would you hit a freshly dead Anna Nicole Smith? I do have freshly a... Freshly deceased. I have a feeling that our viewing audience, I don't think Anna Nicole Smith is their type. I don't know, man. I think our listening audience... Any girl would be their type. Yeah, you're probably right. <laughs> I mean, it's got to be better than their hands. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. Are and you... Okay. And the internet. Does that, does that deplete your virginity if you're a virgin? Yeah, I don't know, man. I think it does. Popped your dead cherry. <laughs> <laughs> you did get laid. Well, at least your so. necrophilia virginity. She didn't, though. No, she didn't. But it still counts for you. I think so. It'd be it'd be a funny story when you actually do end up like marrying some woman. She's like, "So how'd you lose your virginity?" Well, the funny thing about that <laughs> is I was working I as a feel janitor. A little weird about telling you this, but <laughs> I was a janitor at this hotel, and then uh, Nicole Smith died, and you know, at one one thing led to another. She was still warm. I there, mean, <laughs> there was Barry White playing in the background. I I couldn't help myself. But anyway, that about does it here for uh, episode 61 of Sick and Wrong. Thanks for listening, everybody. And uh, I'd like to thank everyone for voting out there on Podcast Alley. I don't know if you've noticed Wackerly, but, dude, we're, like, way up in the, in the top 50. Until next week, take a sleazy. Good night. I'm going to
The money 